Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right. Don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple podcast as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. I'm Pat Nevin. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another episode of the London is Blue podcast, your home for all things Chelsea FC. Dan, Mike, Nick, and myself cover all the match reviews from the latest Chelsea matches. We cover the team news and even throw you some exclusive interviews. Thank you already for being an awesome listener. And you know what? Let's jump right in. All right, we're back, Chelsea fans, with more preseason madness coming at you. I've got Nick and Dan alongside me, your host, Brandon. Welcome, gentlemen, to another midweek podcast. We are just flying right now. We can't stop. Dan is just threatening us with blackmail, Nick. If we don't show up, he will release the photos. Yeah, and no one wants to see that. Um, Yeah, it's... uh about a hundred episodes this month. <laughs> so if you, if you, if you're tired of us, well, there's a, a good reason for that. Well, no, here, here's the reality is today is the 31st. The episode drops on August 1st. So really it's a brand new month. That's right. You're certainly not tired of us because it's a new month. <laughs> <laughs> it's just calendar, fresh start, new month, new me. Let's get into it. But you know, guys, it was, uh, a bit of an exciting one today. It, it, we're back to that reminder of what it's like to try to watch Chelsea during the middle of the day. Uh, I laughed at Nick. Remember that, Dan? Because he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to watch it. Holy yeah, shit, go! Yeah, big meeting, big preparation I got to do, guys. Won't be able to check my phone the whole time. <laughs> First of all, I love the impressions of me on this show. I think it's hilarious. Everyone tries to get as gravelly as they can. It's like... 
you become Jeff Bridges somehow. <laughs> you have to swallow rocks or something and just gargle them for a couple hours. I mean, I don't know how else to do it. But yes, back to having U.S. problems watching Chelsea while they're abroad. Yeah, I mean, it's the reality of the situation. But, you know, you just strategically plan your meetings around them and you find a way, Brandon. Nick did. That is for sure. Hopefully you, our listeners, were able to do it. Uh, but let's just go ahead and streamline this one. Let is get us right into it. So first, Dan, we have more five-star reviews. The fact that we have these every episode and they're coming so fast just blows my mind. Yeah, it's almost hard to keep up, but uh, that's okay. Leave more five-star reviews on iTunes, on the Apple Podcasts store. Give us some love, some adoration, and we'll give you some shout-outs like we're about to do for Xenant16, who's a post-Pulisic Chelsea fan, was following at Dortmund, U.S. men's team supporter, but now he's going to be a Chelsea fan. He's plugged in. He's enjoying the content. He's predicting a 2-1 victory over Manchester United to start the season. <laughs> Loving the positivity there. Elon's Ford, also given five stars, been a fan for 14 years. Loves that we're attracting some new fans to Chelsea and then to the podcast. And then we also had uh, Peter Darka Sellers, who also said that we've just got lively coverage of Chelsea. Best part is all the guests you bring in, which is, is really down probably just to them wanting to talk to Nick and hear that wonderful tone for 60 minutes. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. The best part of your podcast is when other people are on it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we have less of you, you guys, you three? Can we get more of other people? Noted. Noted in the strategy deck. Um, fantastic. I'm going to a huge shout out to Brad, our latest Patreon. I already sent you the link to join us on Discord. Come check it out. Uh, there's a ton of freaking out in the Discord server when Pedro hit that goal, but we'll get into oh. it a little bit later. Nick, your turn to, uh, I mean, you're the gift that keeps on giving at this point. There's no doubt about it. Um, so a couple of partnership things just for your... Um, preseason merch buying power. Uh, we are teamed up with World Soccer Shop again with our familiar code London Pod for 10% off of your order. So typically that'll cover some customization or some shipping. So uh, do that on us and, and just have a free one there. And then also, you guys know that we partnered with Talisman Caps um, for a couple of uh, a little giveaway thing about a week ago. We're going to do more with them, but in the meantime, uh, use the code LONDONBLUE10 for 10% off your orders of $35 or more. Uh, we will have our caps on in our next episode, and, and frankly, uh, I cannot wait because Brandon hogged them for two and a half weeks, uh, which was unnecessary for sure. So uh, don't buy them for the Brandons in your life. Buy them for everyone else. Uh, London Blue 10 for 10% off your orders. World Soccer Shop, London Pod for 10% off. There's just, there's too much happening. There's lots of stuff to do. If only they knew the real reason we didn't get them right away, Nick. <laughs> I think people might feel Let's, differently. I think we should move on. Also, <laughs> you will have your hat, but Dan oh, yeah, might that's right. not. <laughs> Nick's fault. <laughs> it's all Nick's fault. So, uh, Nick's Nick, fault. The right. dude had him for two weeks. He was just hogging him. Did, just I holding didn't. Them. All right, well, hey, heads up for this episode. We'll be talking about Pulisic's amazing day out. Uh, We'll talk about Ross the Boss Barkley being on one, I believe is what the cool kids say. And then we'll talk about what's wrong with the defense. We are shipping goals like Arsenal right now, and that doesn't work. We we can't be doing that. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. So right away, it was Red Bull 
Salzburg, not the one from Germany, this Salzburg. one from Austria. And it was obviously a preseason friendly this past uh, Wednesday, July 31st. Scoreline, Chelsea 5. Concerningly, Red Bull Salzburg 3. So, uh, as we look to dive into this, um, Dan, run us through the lineups, and then we can get into some of the stats real quick. Yeah, sure. Keppa gets back between the sticks. We had a center-back pairing of David Luiz and Kurt Zuma, Azpilicueta and Emerson on the left and right. We had a midfield two in front of them of Jorginho and Kovacic in front of them, attacking three of Barkley, Pulisic, and... Um, and Pedro, and then ahead of them we had Tam- uh, Tammy Abraham. We did see plenty of substitutions though. Zapacosta came in. That was quite a wonder recite to not see. Christensen came in as well. Alonzo, Mason Mount, Mishi, Kennedy, and Tomori. And really, there was no substitution until the 74th, 75th minute there, Nick. So it seems like Frank starting to settle a little bit on some lineup there and really use this as a true fitness test. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think that there have been pretty strong rumors that this would happen um, that, you know, when you start to wind down to the final two weeks of preseason that you have to really start to get guys match fit. And that means playing more than a half of football. So um, yeah, it's, it's good to see this all kind of shake out and um, notable that, you know, Angola Conte is still getting healthy. So, you know, there was no involvement there. I think the other one thing that came out is that we did not see Bakayoko or Drinkwater travel with the squad, nor did they make the squad for the match, which would have been a very improbable thing to do when you don't actually get on the team plane. Huh. I mean, look, only a couple weeks left till the season starts. So it's down to crunch time for Frank to make his decision. So I'm totally makes sense to me. Um, we'll react to the lineup a little bit more, actually, towards the tail end of the episode, since with George Benson in our last pod, we actually predicted starting 11s for Man United. If you missed it, go back. It was fantastic time. But we're going to rewind and see if we would stick with those lineups or twist, especially based on that we have more data. So uh, top line stats, Chelsea 55% possession. Red Bull Salzburg with 22 shots, 10 on target. Chelsea had 10 shots. Eight on target, five went in. That's a hell of a day out for Chelsea in the attack. Um, and then from there, nothing to note besides that. So um, overall, probably a, a good competitive day for him. Uh, I do just want to point out with our American connection, Jesse March, head coach of Red Bull Salzburg. Always fun to just see an American coach abroad. And, you know, it's it's very rare to see American players abroad, let alone American coach. I mean, obviously, Nick Bob Bradley is probably the most popular one. Uh, if you blinked, you missed him at Swansea. Other than that, he was uh, Egyptian national team, and then he did some good stuff uh, up in the Nordic region as well. He did, yeah. And it's it's always interesting because, you know, it's the, there's this predominant, you know, the, the narrative out there that is – you know, predominantly anti-American, you know, they can't coach, they can't play. And it was cool to see a coach on the opposite sideline. And it was really cool to see an American uh, kind of star um, for, for Chelsea. And uh, it, you know, it certainly gives me hope for the future of American football. Absolutely. It was great. It was great to see. So, all right, well, let's jump into some of the reactions here uh, right away. I mean, guys, Christian Pulisic, what a night for the American wonder kid, wonder man at this point. Uh, Bleacher football, BR football tweeting, 20th minute, 
Pulisic scores his first Chelsea goal. 22nd minute draws a penalty for Chelsea and 28th minute scores his second Chelsea goal. Christian Pulisic emoji, flex emoji. So, <laughs> um, Dan, Frank Lampard couldn't even be bothered to talk about him because it was such a disappointment for him. Oh, yeah, no, no. He, he had... gave paragraphs. He gave paragraphs <laughs> of content, you know, not just a sentence. He went on. He said, he, Pulisic, showed his quality. I love the nature of his goals where he has an intention to run behind the line, which he did really, really well, uh, and not come short, added Lampard, and the finishing was good. It is what he's going to have to do because he's going to play in the Premier League and the Champions League. This is the top end. A winger has to have the desire not just to be tidy, but to be getting behind people. And then with his quality, he can really be a big player for us. He is a big signing with big potential. But the big question is (laughs) he has to adapt to a different league. But I've already seen a good attitude and a willingness to listen to information. He is 20 years of age, so we have to remember he is young. I am happy to work with him. I want to improve him. Oh, it's the tingles, Nick. It is the tingles to hear Oof. Frank Lampard talk about Christian Pulisic in this preseason game and the performance he had. Yeah, you know, like the thing you don't have to worry about with Frank Lampard is that he's he's always going to say the right thing. And in this instance, after the performance that Christian Pulisic put in, you are more inclined to believe it, you know, than than just hear some lip service and. I think there is a huge potential for Pulisic if he plays like he did today to to really be big for us. I mean, here the difference between Pulisic, William, even Callum Hudson-Odoi at times last year um, is that Pulisic is willing to not only ride the shoulder of the last defender, but then make the quick twitch move, Brandon, to get in behind when the ball is played perfectly. And boy, did he have a couple of passes to to get on the end of today. He sure did. Um, Just, you know, it was dynamic today, too. Like I said, you got to see a few different takes from Christian, which I think is really important, right? He's not going to be a a one-trick pony. He's going to be versatile. He's going to be able to pick his head up, find a cross. He's going to be able to make runs in behind defenders. I think that's the best thing. When you see him constantly splitting center backs across their back shoulders so they don't even see it coming, um, just his awareness to find space. It was, it was great. But you also have to, you know, give huge credit. I mean, how many times do you see runs like that made in a match, but they're not found, right? They're not picked up. So credit to Pedro, credit to Barkley, um, you know, for for having their head up and able to deliver such a great ball. And you know, I was retuning the goals and adding some commentary today. I was so impressed with, um, you know, his first goal. Right, he cut it back let the defenders run past him. He got a space, shot through the legs, and in. Then the second time, he continued his momentum, cut across the defender, made the defender essentially decide, do I slow down and let him go, or do I follow him? Potential red card, penalty situation, whatever it is. Just his awareness in in those situations I thought was so fantastic to see today. Um, so honestly, it was just it was all around. I, you know, I think so today was the first day where I actually kind of let myself go, holy shit, I'm really excited. Like you're always kind of excited and you're like, yeah, I hope he does well. But today I'm like, 
I, I was reposting everything I could on Instagram that had Christian Pulisic on it. Like, I finally realized that like I'm super hyped for him, and I I can't wait. So, uh, Pulisic kit is in the mail. You can count on it. <laughs> well, I, it's cool, Dan, though, because for us, it's not only you know that we have an American to root for, which is 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 nice, but it's. It's great that the goals weren't bungled off of his knee or or misdirected headers that deflected off of someone's face. Like these were quality goals by a quality player and I think that's what's exciting is like not only is he going to have to earn it this year, but he's going to have to show every bit of the quality that he has. Oh yeah, and again, this is a preseason friendly against actually a team though that actually has already started their season, so they actually should be in the right level of fitness to defend or put together a comprehensive match against Chelsea, but the intention that Pulisic has both on the offense and the defense, I think actually today you saw a lot of what he can do as a defender when he goes in and actually disrupts the passing lane with the pressing he's able to offer. So not only did we get a really great offensive performance for Christian Pulisic and had that opportunity, again, we are American Chelsea fans. It's very obvious when you listen to us and we're we're just excited, right? And getting the opportunity to feel that excitement, to be very honest about that today, wanting people to potentially see things for themselves and not overhype Christian before he came to the club. You know, we've been very, I think, almost have, maybe have downplayed to an extent, Brandon, what Christian could bring to the side because we didn't want to get, you know, get get everybody's yeah. hopes up and kind of build this false narrative around what Christian's going to do. To Nick's point. He's young still. To Frank's point, he's got to improve in a lot of ways still. But man, I just I was I was jazzed, and I was able to bring people into the conversation where today say, "Hey, this is, this is an, our American star right here, and this is what he's going to do." And hopefully, have made a few people Chelsea fans today. Yeah. Um, well, guess what? The hype is real. Okay, so I'm trying to. Uh, find Sujin's tweets from today from the LA Blues. <laughs> she was on fire, and it was so hilarious. Um, it, you know, it's something. Oh yeah, she she's essentially like, uh, I will fight anyone. I was like, here we go, like Pulisic, this is it. And she goes, I know it's preseason. I don't care. Let's <laughs> go. Like it's just. I mean, and I think this really flipped the switch for a lot of us in, in America. And I tell you what, like international fans, UK fans, like get ready. It's going to be a long season of us just hyping him up, so excited. But the good news is everyone else gets to see just how good he is, right? I mean, he plays on the U.S. men's national team. We get to see him as much as anyone else. But now he's put on the world stage. Not that he wasn't with Dortmund, you know, like no offense to them or anything. It's just different. And he's on our team, you know? It's It's cool. It's cool to see. I mean, I, I, I will repeat this until the day I die. I saw him score his first international goal with the U.S. Uh, in Kansas City, and I was front row for that. And that was when he was 17, um, which, you know, he's he's all 20 now, so he's, he's a grown man <laughs> by all accounts. So He's got tattoos, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone does. Um, I, I love the, I am happy to work with him, I want to improve him quote from Lampard. The the thing that Christian, I think, is really going to find incredible about Chelsea is that the standard, no matter if we have a transfer ban, no matter if, if things are not going our way, you can ask a lot of people who didn't make it at Chelsea. The standard doesn't drop. 
you know, the standard is trophies. The standard is winning. And if, if you're Christian and you are excited about improving as a player, you know, Frank Lampard, Jody Morris, Joe Edwards, that's a, that's a pretty nice crew to have around you to look at your development, figure out where you really need to hone in. What is a multi-year project and what is a now project and just have those guys really, really work with him, I think is going to be incredible. And then we get a benefit as national team fans because he's going to come back a rock star and, and be at a different level. So just keep working, Christian. Just please keep working. I think it's a safe bet. I don't think we have any concerns that uh, he's not putting in the work. Uh, Dan, I guess just from your kind of perspective to, to wrap on it a little bit, um, I got the chills watching him jump up and celebrate with Aspi and Pedro <laughs> and just also seeing how much his teammates, a couple of veterans, right, um, have embraced him. And that's a really important thing. You know, when Christian came to Chelsea, he talked about how important it was to come to a country where he spoke the language and could be able to communicate with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's only been there, you know, a little over two weeks, essentially, to yet to see the the pure joy and passion from Captain Aspi and the man who's won it all, Pedro, to me, like, that gave me the chills. Like, it was a little, it was really special. I'm sure that is huge for Christian and and him settling into this team. Well, it's not even that, right? You also saw Tammy Abraham putting Christian Pulisic in his Instagram story when they were watching the mm-hmm. Fortnite World Championship together, maybe thinking... Man, maybe it's time for a career move. They're making, you know, three and a half million for winning the tournament. A weekend. Yeah, jeez. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's clear that the culture of the club, the way that, again, we are not inside, right? We are looking at the outside, at least what's being projected from players, which is a little bit more unfiltered, and from the club itself with the more polished and productive media. All of it is very... Telling the same story, though, that this is a place where players want to be right now. This is why Mason Mount signed an extension. This is why we saw Ruben sign an extension. This is why Callum Hudson-Doy looks likely to sign his extension. These are all things that happen because the culture top to bottom has improved from where it was multiple months ago. And it's improved among the fan base, too. So the, the it's it's just a really good time. It's a really good time to be a Chelsea player. It's a really good time to be a Chelsea supporter. And, man, if I were another club and I saw all this positivity and excitement coming out, I would think we're crazy, right? Because the transfer ban, couldn't sign any players, lost in Hazard. But you know what? Like, crazy Chelsea sometimes goes and does think crazy things like a double. And who knows? Maybe. Why not? Uh, crazy Uncle Chelsea just... <laughs> <laughs> always, always doing weird stuff, but somehow comes out on top, you know. I, honestly, like that's such a good point too. Of like Chelsea has, Chelsea has every reason to be down on ourselves, to you know hate the upcoming season. You know, I can't remember a time where people have been more excited than this season. So I, <laughs> I'm 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 ecstatic. You know, people are happily counting down the beginning of the Premier League season and. I was the biggest like naysayer, doomsday clock holder yes. a couple months ago, and it's absolutely flipped the script. Like the I club, still am. <laughs> I hear you, but the club I think have Shoot handled it so well. And if we're being honest, probably better than what we ever would have expected. So well done to them. Um, obviously, a lot more to go. 
So let's continue on that. Um, we're going to take a real quick ad break. Uh, again, appreciate these sponsors for supporting the show. Um, and we hope that you take a quick moment to listen to them. When we get back, we're going to be talking about Ross the Boss as well as, drumroll please, just kidding. Why do we lose so many goals? What the defense? So anyways, uh, quick message and we'll be right back. All right, here we go. Ross the Boss. Uh, even quoted on social media, Nick, as the MVP of preseason. I don't want to sound too American with that statement. It wasn't me who said it. Um, but talk about a guy who's just excelling and really uh, almost like a new lease on life right now. And so um, let's let's kind of dig into them. I'll keep it really wide and open. You can react to his performance. Um, you know, and, and I guess just what are your expectations for him going into this season? after this kind of run of form. I mean, I think, I think the first thing is you, you tip your hat, your, your hat to a guy who is clearly, uh, you know, as, as Dan wrote in the script on one, I mean, it, it is a night and day Ross Barkley from Antonio Conte's last season to Sari's first season and subsequently last season um to first and only season yeah to, to what you see right now i mean it, it makes me it makes me understand that there are such things as confidence players and with the empowerment of you know frank lampard behind him and you know i think ross's commitment you know which has been doubted at times and i think fairly so um, with his renewed commitment, he just looks like a whole different dude. I, I wrote in my in my one tweet recap of the match that you know I I think he's locked down the number ten right now, and I know the the Mason Mount you know heads out there are, are probably mad that I'm saying that, but I think when you look at all the intangibles. I don't think he's as good of a passer as Mason Mount. He might not even be as as big of a natural goal scorer as Mason Mount is, but he's just doing it right now. I don't know if there's any scientific way to put it, Dan. Like he just is doing the right things at the right time, and for, you know, for a guy who's still relatively young, um, you know, it's it's very very promising to me, and that's why well, I put him in my lineup for United. Yeah, and you know, let's talk about him being on one and some of those specific things he's doing well. Holy fuck. What were those assists? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, the assist to put, uh, to the put Pulisic out, ball. The Pulisic ball was incredible. That was like nuts. Fabregas esque. And then the one that he delivered to Pedro, like that one, that goal and the assist needs to live in a gallery somewhere and just play on loop because it is the definition of the word, perfection it is absolutely it's obscenely beautiful and people are making jokes about like was it uploaded to uh certain adult websites or people joking about like <laughs> someone was coming at me i was like i i tweeted back at them uh that i'm gonna have to talk to hr later today if we're looking at inappropriate <laughs> content um but yeah it's he he was dialed in in this game and you know, we talked after the last match against reading about how he unfortunately was cast with maybe some of the lesser performers like Daniel Drinkwater, like Bakayoko didn't even get minutes in this game and his resiliency 
showing through in this moment. Right now, he's tied with Mason Mount for most goals in preseason at three. He leads the team with preseason's assists at three. He is someone who is, you know, if you think about if you're gambling, he's got the hot hand right now. And if you're going into the, you know, Casino Royale that is Old Trafford coming up in a couple days' time, you want to roll with that hot hand. And as much as I am probably one of those more individuals excited, and they talked about about Mason Mount, I would put Barkley in ahead of him if I'm putting one person in that 10 roll. And I think this lineup that we saw today is pretty much exactly what I would cast for that match, Brandon. Right. Well, you know, you talk about intangibles. I mean, Nick, what it comes down to is decision making, right? He's making all the right decisions. And that is the hardest part. Most of these players are technically good enough, tactically good enough, but it's about making the right decision in the moment. And right now, he is he's doing it. He's making all the right decisions. You know, so he's 25 still. And I was like, wait, wait a second. That seems so young. He's played over 200 matches professionally since he was at Everton. He made his debut in 11-12 and has been playing pretty much over 20 matches a season, except for a couple injuries, since 2014. I mean, this guy has the experience of a veteran but he still is not even at his prime physically yet. So, um, you know, I, I understand people say he's not the smartest footballer. He just kind of has to go on natural instincts. Well, right now his natural instincts are locked in. So you, you just, like, you know, want to keep the casino mentions going, right? Like, you you don't leave a hot hand. You just keep riding it, right? You, we just watched Hangover on the way home from a bachelor party. Never leave a heater. <laughs> and Ross is the heater right now. Uh, I, I, I was... I think Dan made a really good point that the difference between playing with Kovacic and Jorginho and, and Bakayoko and Drinkwater is stunning um, because, and I, it, and this is credit to them and it's credit to Ross too. It, it's breaking lines, right? You have to break lines to, to really create some solid movement in the final third. And both of those players in the holding roles are able to send a ball into Ross that he can do something with, mm-hmm. and and he can he can either instinctually or 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 through his you know ever evolving football brain make the right call. When when Bakayoko rockets a ball at him from four yards away and he can't do anything with it, then yeah, he's going to look worse, you know. So the the quality, you know, in a four two three one, you know, of the pivot and and of the of the deeper holding player is really important. But then you just got to give him credit, man. Like I would have never predicted that we were having this conversation right now, you know, and and I think it's just a credit to him for, for working hard, for being fit, for being available. And, you know, with a lot of competition in those front three places, like everyone's going to have to keep up, you know, this isn't like I got it. Everyone just chill out. I'm the, I'm the man. Callum's coming for the spot. Pulisic's coming for the spot. Pedro, Willian, uh, Mason Mount, all these guys are coming for the spot. You got to make sure that you keep up the momentum. You got to make sure that you're contributing in a meaningful way. And uh, you know, shit, man, just hat tip. Yeah. Well, and, and, but this is where like it all comes back to some of the coaching too, right? You know, you had someone in Ross Barkley who was almost given too many instructions. You know, the 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 computer code of his brain broke under Mauricio Sari. And it really caused him to pause on the pitch at times and not know what the next natural thing to do. 
And it seems like Frank has gone in there with Jody and the rest of the team and just deprogrammed him and said, go back out there and play the type of football that we're looking for. And he he looks like someone who's not hesitating the same way that he was under sorry at times last year. And I think that's something that's very exciting to see because when some players just don't respond well to too much direction, they they like a little bit of technical nuance and they want to go take some general time just to go out and be a footballer and make an impact. And it seems like that might be who Ross is. And if Frank can get the most out of him, man, watch out. It, It doesn't, Brandon, it doesn't have to be complicated to be good. Right. Like wrong. sometimes the simple you things. Watch Sorry Ball. <laughs> wrong. If it's not wrong. complicated, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, like I, I think simplicity is is maybe a way for Frank to really break through with this team. It's like, look, guys, we have talent. The talent's not the question. Maybe in a couple areas it is, but talent's not the question for you, Ross. Like you have it, but you got to do something with it. And I'm going to put you in a position where you can actually make some moves. And like if I was Ross or Mason or Tammy or any of these guys who are young, you know, English talents. And I'm looking at a guy who scored about 100 million goals in the Premier League. What do I got to lose? I'm going to try something new. For sure. You know, it's a little bit of a tangent, but Rob Green was on uh, BBC recently. And by the way, like, he is so well-spoken. Like, he's unbelievable. Um, Not only did he gift a goal to the U.S. in the World Cup, turns out he's just a really great guy as well. (laughs) Um, but what he was talking about with Maurizio Sarri is that everything was very drilled and it was very specific and it was like even if Jorginho was marked you had to play the ball to him even if he was probably gonna lose it and in this new system Frank has kind of taken off those shackles and been like what if you have three options instead of one and a half right the half being go back to Keppa now you're letting these players make decisions, think quicker, um, feel less pressure to have to do the one thing. And if they don't do the one thing, they're wrong. And I think that is a difference in managerial approach. Also, Dan, talk about it. His job is to get the best out of players he has, not put players into his best system, kind of what we saw last year, which we had some issues. So, uh, you know, again, it seems to be, benefiting Ross more than others and good for him uh, at Naz or Naz uh, tweeted at Nisar Kinsella saying Chelsea preseason goals uh, one Abraham Pedro Kennedy all of one goal on two is Jeru Pulisic Bashuai and three is Barkley and Mount the two guys that we keep talking about every episode going head to head are just there's a reason we're talking about them hey and they are up for it are they not and it's this is a good Good situation for Chelsea. Um, and then when it comes to preseason assists, on one, you've got Jorginho, Kennedy, Kovacic, Pedro Batshuayi. Two, Alonso. Obviously, why not? Uh, and then three is Barkley. Three goals, three assists so far in preseason. Just killing it. Uh, and then Naz replied to his own tweet saying, asterisk puts Barkley in FPL fantasy team. <laughs> uh, good, bet, good value. Six, uh, six million pounds. I say I bet he's a bargain still at this point. Uh, All right, let's transition on to the less positive topic is that Chelsea conceded three goals today. So we need to figure out what is wrong with the defense. How have our starting... Are we going to skip over Pedro's goal? Are we really doing that? We we talked about it. 
No, we didn't. We didn't give it its its due. Are you? We serious? talked about it needing to hang in a gallery. No. All right. How about this? Before we get to the less exciting things, uh, we can take a moment and, and, and swing back because it is related to to Ross. All right. So this will be kind of the the moonlight piece on Ross. Um, you know, Nick. This is when I feel like Nick doesn't listen. <laughs> no, I do. But we didn't talk about Pedro's finish. We talked about Ross's contribution to Pedro's finish. True. Pedro's finish is outrageous. It's one of the best goals I've ever seen. I don't know what compels a person to do what he did there, knowing that he was the ball was a little bit behind him. If we're mm-hmm. honest, and he he did the back heel flick, and it was beautiful, and it went in nearly the top corner. At this is why I am so bullish on Pedro right now. I don't know if we have a guy on the squad who is that good of a finisher in tight quarters and coming up with creative solutions to not being a big guy in the in the 18-yard box. I mean, it, it's so impressive and shows just like a, a different level. You hear these stories about Pedro just being mentally a different level of player than anyone else on the team. And Fabregas is the same way. Just having a vision for what is going to happen and then doing it. Man, I, doubt Paige Roll all you want this season. Go for it. Well, I mean, he was teed up to be the Mertens role last year in Rizzo. Sorry, uh, we saw it a couple times. didn't really happen. I mean, we thought he was perfect for, for Rizzo. Sorry, it didn't. But I think the consistent thing for Pedro is that we're still talking about him every single season. He, you know, he had one. He definitely had one season that it just it, under Conte was not great. We can definitely say that. But like the majority of his time at Chelsea, like he's been extremely hardworking, selfless, and has hit some amazing goals. Talking about this one specifically, Dan, um, the timing of the run. So we talked about Pulisic's run, right? Pedro's run is a mirror image of that running across the back shoulder defender. So they have no idea where you're going or where you are. Uh, The timing of the ball was perfect. That placement, as you said, Nick, wasn't perfect. But Pedro made something out of nothing. I mean, most of the time, a defender or attacker would probably have to try to bring it down, turn and hit. Or not. Yeah, why do that? That's just too much work. You know, let's see if we can just take what we've been given and produce something magical. Pedro only scores, it seems like, highlight real goals for Chelsea. I mean, he's got 41 combined goals, over 183 total appearances for the club, 13 in all, 52 appearances last season. The type of runs that he makes, which are similar to Pulisic, behind defenders, which is what, you know, Arsenal is going to pay 60, 70 million pounds for Nicolas Pepe over a five-year installment plan that probably has a higher APR than most people's leasing of a car, like purchasing of a car, is what they're paying for. They're paying for somebody who does the run behind, which we now have two attackers on this team. And albeit Pedro being a little bit older, this just shows that he still has plenty to offer this season as we kind of go into this evolutionary transitioning transitionary period under Frank Lampard. You know, it's um, it, it's a strong preseason. And I'd say this Austrian team is a decent test, right? They're kind of in the same position, also going through preseason, not one of the big uh, Their season's actually started already. Has it? So, you know, yeah. they're also finding themselves as well. They had about 12 substitutions, but um, that's instinctual, Nick. The, the finish from Pedro was instinctual. Uh, he just reacted, knew what he was going to do. And again, it just comes back to his experience. It is second to none. 
what he what he has in his in his bag of tricks. It, look, the, we don't have a better finisher on this team than Pedro. We don't. You you can you can say that Mount could be. You can say that Pulisic could be. None of our strikers are concerning. Ross isn't. I mean, I, I, honestly, like it's it's really. When you look at the grand scheme of things, not that close, which is scary. But I mean, look, man, I'm I'm so pumped for him. I'm I'm really, you know, he seems like he's having fun mm-hmm. right now, and it's easy to have fun in the preseason when nothing matters. You know, it's the the whose lines in any way. Everything's made up, and the points don't matter thing. But boy, you know, if he if he is at this level for even sixty or seventy percent of our Premier League games, yeah. you know, could could be a fifteen goal season for him in the league. Gonna need that. That is for sure. Uh, which is a great segue into the less exciting topic that we previewed six minutes ago, uh, is that Chelsea can... It's, lo- it's the long build. That's what it is. True. We're, we're teasing. Chelsea conceded three goals today. Um, not great. We've conceded quite a few. Um, conceded off a corner kick again. Conceded a penalty. Um not, you know, and then you you lose some late in the match as well, right? So then you kind of have to to deal with that part of it all. Um, so let's go back to Naz. He tweeted, "It would be a bit reductive to blame set pieces, though, for poor defending today. Chelsea conceded twenty two shots to Salberg, ten on target. That's a busy day for a goalkeeper. <laughs> um, you know, Dan, we've talked about." Well, I don't know how much we have, but I think I think people are less confident in the center back pairing than maybe we thought we would be at this point. Um, I think a lot of people are hot on Zuma. I think a lot of people were, you know, obviously trust in, in Louise. We knew Rudiger was going to be out at the beginning of the season, but um, just kind of I don't know react to the amount of goals we've kind of given up through this entire preseason. Yeah, I think there's one thing that makes me happy and then two things that I have questions about one that makes me happy is that Keppa made some awesome reaction saves today this we could have shipped a couple more goals but he stood up in some pretty good ways uh obviously the penalty you know it was unfortunate that he couldn't kind of make the right call there but he he did have some good quick reaction shots and managed to put the box together pretty well the more concerning things, I think, one, N'Golo Conte is still not back. I think the moment you plug N'Golo Conte in next to either Jorginho or Kovacic, this defense immediately gets a thousand times better. He, he is the world-class player on our side at the moment. You know, it used to be N Hazard, N'Golo Conte, and then you'd look for, like, who the third world-class player is on Chelsea, and you kind of have to, like, figure out, oh, how do I justify who that third one is? And Golokante is our world-class player. And when he is not in front of that defense, bad things are going to happen. And we have not broken the cycle of understanding that when Golokante isn't there, that you have to maybe be a little bit more attentive, be a little bit more engaged, be a little bit more plugged in. I, I The other concerning piece is the, the set pieces. You know, It's been a constant theme throughout the entirety of the preseason. It was a constant theme all of last season. And that, and it was also constant to me, it was a constant theme Nick under Frank Lampard's Derby County. So I think there are some things to be excited about, like our goalkeeper, but I think with Angola Conte not being back and set piece defending still being very questionable, 
those are things that have to get short up pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean the 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 problem Ngola is fine in open play, but he's he's not a, a set piece defender. He's he's all of five five or six. I mean, it's it's up to the Zumas of the world and the David Luizes of the world and and any other player with height like Tammy to do the role of defending the box of not letting really easy passes go by you. I mean. There's a there's a kind of school of thought out there, um, and I think Pat Nevin brought this up on on our show when he was on um, that set piece defending is a lot of will and not a lot of skill. You know, it's it's not getting beaten by your man as he heads in to to crash on the ball. It's staying attentive to who's in front of you and who's behind you. It you know some of this stuff isn't hard, but it does take focus and you know. You know, it's 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 really just bodying up your guy. You know, we we saw that the zonal marking thing last year, Brandon, didn't work. You know, it, the Premier League is is too fast, too powerful, and a lot of guys have jumping ability. So zonal marking is gonna be tough here. But what scares me is that we're manning up and we're still not getting it done. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's an even like you said uh, a, a bigger concern. We talked about Zuma being in. That'd be a huge aerial you know, defensive stalwart. I mean, I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying it's not the things that we thought on paper aren't happening. Uh, I can only imagine how frustrating this makes Frank, like something that you'd assume is more or less a preventable thing is continuously being a weak point in the team. So I don't know, maybe he looks at him and says, Hey, we can fix this. All right. We got this. But you know, as fans, you have to sit here and go, Hey, I see a pattern. This thing keeps happening. Like, we don't like it. And, you know, it's just up to them and the team to, to figure it out. If you want to give um, a little bit of leeway, right, I think you can say that there's been a lot of different people back there. Uh, there's been different goalkeepers. And so kind of with, with that being said, if you want to, again, you can kind of lean on that as a thing. But it's definitely going to be an area that we're – going to watch and be concerned because i mean you, you have to have a tight defensive uh group that can they can post shutouts and give the team a chance to win i don't think we'll be scoring five every single match uh but it's good to see they're scoring multiple every every match so i think with that we should go ahead and review our starting lineups from that extra pod we did with george benson and we can talk about who we think is going to start, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of keep this as a running segment until we get there, uh, and, and and see how it goes. So, r- refresher. Uh, I'll I'll lead it off. I have Kelpin goal, and then I have Aspie, Zuma, Louise, Emerson as my back four. My holding two are Conte and Jorginho. I'm gambling on Conte, and then I've got Pulisic on the left, Barkley in the number ten, Pedro on the right, and Giroud up top. Giroud didn't play today but I'm sticking with him. So I'm going to keep my lineup 100% the same. Dan, what was your lineup? So I had Kepa, Azpilicueta, Luis, Zuma, Emerson, Conte, Jorginho. So we were in lockstep there, Brandon, along with Pulisic and Pedro were in both of our lineups. The only difference was Mount and Mishi. I think I will acquiesce to the fact that Barkley is the number 10 heading into the start of the season. And I think just given the fact that Tammy had some decent hold-up play, obviously wanted to score a goal, uh, I think there's a lot of trust that Frank is putting in him. And when you look at where 
the rest of the youth is in that lineup, there's not a ton in it, right? Um, so it seems like if he's going to trust one youth player heading into Old Trafford, it might be Tammy Abraham. And that would be pretty exciting to see if he could make something happen. Well, I have I have much, <laughs> much less faith in the in the youth then, I guess. But I, I think today was was a really good run out for Tammy. I think it was a competitive match. You know, the the Salzburg team are, are in their season form now. So he, he's facing defenders who are, are well drilled at this point. Uh, I didn't see a lot, if I'm honest. You know, I think he was late getting into the box. I think he needs to work on the the touch and go um, kind of movement because he is quick. It just it seems like it takes a little while to get the engine revved up. Um, so my my lineup last week, which I was only one one off of today, was Keppa, Aspizuma, Luis, Emerson, Kovacic, Jorginho, because I don't think Conte is going to be ready, and I will not risk anything with that guy we need him for the season this old Trafford game is not that important um Pulisic Barkley Pedro front three or uh middle three and then Giroud up top old Trafford is made for Giroud to play uh, we need the hold up play we need him to be able to pass in behind to Pulisic and Pedro who are going to make darting runs I feel really confident as of today that like Giroud doesn't have that much to prove against Salzburg. <laughs> he doesn't. Tammy still does. You know, Mishi still does. I, I would almost, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, to feel very confident today that Giroud is, is our starting striker on, uh, on the first game of the season. So you're keeping it the same as well. Exact same. Okay. Yep. So then- I, and, I, and I like what I've seen by the way, from our little Co- Jorginho Kovacic pivot. I, I think they've played really well. Right. I mean, look, I think someone on Twitter was like, Wow, forty million for Kovacic looks like a steal right now. I think, yeah, it might turn out to be good business. What a great <laughs> thing that'd be! Don't you love? Don't you love the phrase forty million for someone? What a steal! <laughs> Jeez, what a world that is! I have no understanding of what that's like. Uh huh. All right, so let's go ahead and um, wind down a little bit. We had a man of the match, a Dan of the match, whatever you want to call it, Dan. You had four options in a poll on Twitter. What happened? Yeah, so Barkley, Kovacic, Pedro, Pulisic were our four options for the poll. And no surprise, Ross, the boss, 51% of the overall vote. Kovacic with 2%, Pedro with 4%, and Pulisic in a respectable second place with 43% of the vote. But he won the Electoral College, so he is the Dan (laughs) of the match. Uh, Yeah, I... I think this is right. I think Barkley slightly behind him, Pulisic, and then I think Pedro should have at least ten percent just for the goal alone. <laughs> I mean, it's outrageous. Yeah, absolutely, it's uh, you know, yeah, well, I, so spoiled on that stuff. That is ridiculous. It was a great day today uh, to go ahead and run it by. So uh, you have a footnote here, Dan, about a a, a goal for one Mishi Batshuayi. Yeah, Mids for Mishi got the most bungled goal of the entire match. And <laughs> I had credit to him, though, for just standing up and keeping going and trying to make sure that he can convert the action. But he, he definitely, I thought it was struck with so much power that it was going to rip through the top of the netting. He definitely struck that thing really, really hard. And 
thankfully was the beneficiary of some poor goalkeeping at the uh, near the end of the match. The the replay, looking at his form, uh, you can't hit a ball better than that. I mean, it was it was just pure. And and to be fair, like I think that is a little bit of what Tammy's missing, where I think Tammy has some characteristics that Mishi doesn't. You don't worry as much about Mishi when he's in the box finding something as a gift and finishing it. You you worry about Mishi when he has too much time to think about something and not finishing it. You know, if he's in a poacher's mode, he's the you know, I mean he's the best poacher on the team by a country mile. And, you know, that's that's the exciting part about Mishi's even if he's on for twenty minutes and something just falls in his lap, you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Bam. You know, I'm on. And and Tammy doesn't he doesn't show me that. And I'm not even that down on him. I just think he has to gel with the team a little bit more. Yeah. It, it's I mean, to be fair though, Dan, I think the most bundled goal goes to Salzburg on their third. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's valid. Yeah, that was bad too. Uh, you know, I just I mean, there's too much positivity, like shipping a goal at like the very end of a preseason friendly that we've now substituted out the vast majority of the side and Zappacosta gives up a penalty and like all this other garbage. Like I, I just want to stick into the fact Barkley was amazing. Like stock is absolutely the rise. Like mad money Kramer, like bye, bye, bye slam button going on. <laughs> you have Pulisic just basically captain American it the entire time that he's on the pitch and like those are the and then pedro just scores an absolute wonder goal like i'm i'm not bothered about you know some crazy end of the match goal that gets bungled the, those no. fans got their money today yeah they got their money's worth and and that's really great i mean that's what these these little print you know few season friendlies are for like they're you, you do it for a training exercise but you know the fact that they were also entertained and not in a nil-nil situation at half had to be enlightening yeah absolutely all right well you know what that's going to wrap us up uh listeners thank you for hanging out with us again and don't worry it's a new month so you can't be sick of us anymore <laughs> 900 episodes into this season and it's only been one month uh, well no but, but but thank you for making this one of the most successful months in london's blue history true. yes I mean, yeah we you know we don't like to talk numbers a whole lot but we'll just say that this was our best ever month on record this july and we are excited so many new people have found us we're excited for all the politic fans who have joined us we're excited for everybody who's returning to chelsea this season maybe after being bored off a little bit the tail end of last season so, man, jump in. It's going to be a great one. Yeah, and like Dan, Dan put this out on, on Friendship Day or whatever the <laughs> other day. <laughs> um, it, we, we, have, we have kept the party line the entire time that we've done this show of just trying to be reasonable, just trying to have a conversation with people. And, you know, in, in a world of hot takes and, and Twitter yelling, you know, I think there, there is refuge in our show to – to be serious about it, to have a little fun with it, and to never get too high or too low. Um, and if there was ever a case for that, it was when we talked to our friend, the Tottenham fan, in our season preview. And despite not winning anything, rated their season a nine, whereas we won a major European trophy, and the highest that we had on our list of four people was an eight, and that was Brandon talking himself into it. <laughs> so It's a rounding error. Yeah, it was, it, you know, so... I. We just hope to be reasonable. We hope to, you know, keep people 
engaged in the right way and and not be bored off by all the lunatics just yelling into the void. So if you have a friend out there who's like, hey, I don't want to be bored off by the lunatics yelling into the void, hang out with us. Absolutely. And like I said, this isn't about us talking to you. It is very much about us just having open dialogue. So huge shout out to Dan for uh, taking on Twitter, Mike on Instagram. Um, myself and Nick and email and Facebook and Patreon, everything it is in Discord. It's all just more ways for us to communicate with uh, with other fans out there. So again, uh, we're here to create as many Chelsea fans and retain as many as we can. And we just want one huge, amazing community to be a part of. And we couldn't do it without all of you listening. So uh, we're a little sentimental tonight, but we promise we'll lock it up next time. So... Uh, that'll wrap it up this time, Chelsea fans. Again, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.